Welcome back to Mindset Win Uncut, a version of the podcast where we bring you an uninterrupted interview with one of our inspiring guests. I'm delighted to say that we're back with Canada's cliff diving superstar, Molly Carlson. No, I don't know if you've listened to the main episode, but we had a lot of nice comments in response to the honest and kind mindset that Molly fosters. First off, thank you guys so much for these comments and responses. So one of our listeners wrote, there's nothing like being in a position to compete, learn and have fun with someone you look up to. Molly broke onto the cliff diving scene in 2021 and immediately cemented her status as one of the sport's top talents when she placed second in her first ever event. But as you and I know, natural talent alone isn't enough. It's Molly's winning mindset that has kept her at the top of her game, regularly securing podium spots at cliff diving World Series events all over the world. We heard from Molly in season one, where she shared her tips on managing your inner voices to better deal with negative thoughts. This is a topic that I know a lot of us find relevant. So here is a little refresher on how to manage those voices from a real cliff diving pro. Listen up. Hi everyone, I'm Molly Carlson. I'm a Team Canada Red Bull cliff diver. I started diving when I was 10 years old and went through this whole journey of competing for Canada on the international stage as a junior and then elevated to competing for Florida State University. And part of me was like, I wanna go higher. I reached out to Team Canada and they were like, yeah, cliff diving, it's for you. <laughs> so here we are two years later with a rebel hat. So I started on social media asking my followers, should I join? cliff diving after I graduate college. And 99% of people said yes, 1% was my mom that was like, absolutely do not. And I remember that to this day, I think, because it's just my favorite memory that everyone around me believed that I could do this sport and I was the last person to believe in it. And it was just so exciting. I knew it was for me, but I never wanted to believe that I could actually be there doing it. So to be doing it now, I'm just so happy we went for it. My mom is finally at the level where she can watch me dive. It took her so long to like be able to open her eyes. She would watch through my sister. If my sister looked like my dive was okay, she'd be like, okay, I can breathe. <laughs> but it took some time to get comfortable with accepting that I jump off cliffs for a living. What goes through your mind before you jump off a cliff? Probably every negative thought ever. I think the biggest battle that we face is that your mind just throws all these negativities at you that make you not want to jump off this platform. You know, it's like survival instincts. How do I do this safely? Or how do I not do this at all? Because your body's like, this is terrifying. But then you have to think to yourself, okay, I've done so much training to be able to do this correctly. I try to pick up that one positive thought inside of me that can help me get through the dive and do it perfectly. 
So trying to pick out maybe a coach's correction, like, okay, I need to jump with pointed toes or something super strong that I can take into my mind. Like, okay, you've done literally every training possible to do this properly. And you need to be able to find that within yourself to go out there and and do this dive safely. But yeah, overall, every negative thought is there and you have to be so strong to push those apart. My mindset's definitely my strongest asset. I've gone through so much difficulties in my past um, journey of battling myself in my mind that I'm at the place now where I can dig deep and find my strength mentally. Like I know my body is capable of these crazy things, but you're not going to be able to achieve the levels of greatness without a positive mindset. And I think being able to have that and have that courage and have that bravery that I present on my channels. It encourages me. Like every time I share this journey with other people, they're inspiring me and they're helping my mindset just keep believing in myself. And that took so long to learn. And now I have that. And I think if you can get to that point where you believe your own thoughts, then it's brilliant. The most perfect example of this is when I was tied with the world champion Rihanna Nifflin going into our last dive at um, last year's first event in Boston. And we had the exact same degree of difficulty. And the judges were like, it's really up to who does it best. And I had to go first and she was right after me. And all these negative thoughts once again consume you. And they're like, can I reach this level of beating my idol for so long? Am I at that level? She's so much better than me. Some of these negatives start kicking in. And then you find yourself recognizing the positives. I was like, wait, pause for a second. I'm tied with my idol. Like you need to remember that this is one of the coolest experiences that you're living and to live in the moment, try to embrace that. And I was like, go out there, do the best dive that you can do. She beats you. She beats you all the time. So it's nothing new, but this could be the one time that you can beat her and make it happen. So it was almost like flipping that mindset from being so negative and like, I'm not as good as her to, okay, we are already tied. You're already showing that you're just at that same level and go out there and have fun with it. I did end up beating her by like four points. It was crazy. I hit mine for nine and a half tens and she went right after. And then she did the best dive that she could do and got some nines across. I learned so much from that experience as well because she came up to me right away and congratulated me. There's no darkness between competitors and cliff diving. It's all so supportive. It's all like, you literally did a better dive. How can I be proud of you? And and that's what you want in these competitions is not negativity, not people bringing each other down. If you're battling one of the world champions and you're beating them, you deserve that moment. And she gave that to me. She waved to my mom on the podium. It was one of those moments I'll never forget. And I hope to do it again one day. My career started at age like 9, 10. I got on the international stage really early and I fell in love with competing and representing Team Canada. Like it was just, oh, if I don't make national team, I'm kind of a failure. Like as a teenager, that was what was going through my head. So the negativity was already starting at a young age because I had this pressure and I wanted it so bad um, to be one of the best in the world. And I hit high school. And I was a taller athlete, so I was like, okay, everyone around me seems to be a foot shorter, spinning so much faster. How do I get to that level if I can't physically shrink? Um, I went through the phase of maybe I can get smaller. And this got from a really initial, how could it help my diving, to let's go down a really dark phase. And I struggled with binge eating disorder and body dysmorphia, so I struggled for this for a year of my life, just eating like 
300 calories a day thinking that could get me through 30 hours of practice a week. And it doesn't. I started losing hair and my body was breaking. I was at MRIs every week because I didn't have the strength in my body. I was just a malnourished teenager. I was representing Team Canada on the path to the Olympics. And when I didn't make the 2016 Olympics, I was devastated. I was like, if I do all this work and I'm basically starving myself as a teenager to not make the Olympics, clearly something's wrong. And I I realized, okay, these healthy, happy girls are making the Olympics. Like, why can't that be me? Looking back, it's so sad to see that I was a teenage girl, felt super alone, was struggling with this and never had the courage to go up to someone and ask for help because now the person I am today, I would be there in a heartbeat for anyone that needed help in that situation. And so I ended up making the decision to go to Florida State University and completely leave the international stage. And I made that decision for me and for my health. And I left with like, you know what, it taught me so much, but I need to go work on myself. And that process was the craziest. I got to the US and I fell in love with the new environment. It wasn't negative. It wasn't like this pressure I'd be putting on myself. whole life. Um, But it was definitely like, I'm not going to show up and just smile and be like, wow, I look great every single day. There was days where I'd be bloated or there'd be days like you're still consumed by what you look like in a judge sport. It was just difficult to make that jump right away. But then I started hearing compliments, like my coach would say, Molly, I love how you show up to the pool with a smile every day, even though it's going poorly. And I would take that and be like, you know what? I'm not just my body. I'm the smile I show the judges on the board. I'm the most passionate one out there. And to be that person and to recognize that other people were saying this about me, I was like, I need to start believing that other people are right. There's good people around you that you can take advice from, you know? And it was the weirdest, like going from a year of hating every inch of myself to then being like, oh my gosh, I love diving and I love coming to practice. I just saw it from a complete different perspective. And I think when you do it every day and you're representing Canada from such a young age, that's your life for so long, that seeing it from a different perspective, like everyone else knew I was talented, but I didn't. It was just this turning point where I could be proud of the diving I can do and who I was and my body. Like I was finally proud that, okay, I can do amazing things with this body I was given that I want to run with that. I did go through this relapse phase when I went through that first year back in the international scene. I was representing Canada. I was doing so good so quickly in a new sport of high diving that I was like, I need to be careful because if I get too intense and if I want it too bad, then I'm going to run into the same problems I did when I was 17 years old. I was starting to fall back down that and I was like, oh, I'm surrounded by perfect Olympians and I'm training with Olympians now, even though high diving isn't an Olympic sport, like we're going to be the pioneers of making that happen. So it's all exciting. But I put myself back in that stage of, okay, do I need to be smaller to wear this swimsuit and represent the maple leaf? And again, these negative thoughts that now I can recognize and be like, no, you can be as proud as you want representing that maple leaf and be out there and and be proud of your body because no one else can do the sport that we do. And I think that's what's so special about high diving is that we're so unique. Like you're literally one of maybe 20 in the world that can do this. So it's just been a really good mental shift coming back and recognizing those dropping points.
There's still difficult days. I struggle with comparing myself to other athletes. And I think being in a judge sport has so much to do with your mental because it's not just who touches the wall the fastest. Like I see swimmers all the time. They can look any certain way and it's, it comes down to time. It's not up to a judge's opinion. But when it comes down to like your appearance literally has to do with like your aesthetic of a diver. But in having that experience from the past made me knowledgeable now that I can recognize when I start to go downhill and working with counselors and mental health professionals to be there for me that like I'm not in this alone anymore and I'm not afraid to ask for help now, which makes it so much easier to recognize when you are starting to drop. My first ever cliff diving competition was in St. Raphael, France, and I was like, where am I? What is this sport I've just signed up for? Red Bull Cliff Diving was like, yeah, can you stand on this little rock that's smaller than your feet and do a 23 meter dive? I was like, no. <laughs> but yeah, there's like this moment where I was up there surrounded by idols I'd looked up to forever. And I looked down at myself and I was like wearing the maple leaf and it didn't matter what size I was. Like I was just up there doing what I love. I started crying. I could cry right now. Like it was just this moment of, I love my body. Oh my God, I'm literally crying. <laughs> but I'm so proud of my body. And like, it was just such a special moment to, <laughs> what am I doing crying? <laughs> the techniques I use now to get out of that negative mindset is really like unfollowing people that don't help me with who I want to be. It's been so helpful to me to unfollow all these skinny models that is not my goal. I'm not trying to be a model. I'm trying to be proud of the diver I am today. And that's helped me so much in who I am and what I believe in because this world and this new generation is all about social media and what you see every day consumes you. And I want to be giving out to people what I want to be receiving as well writing down the negative thoughts and immediately answering it with three positives. This has really helped me as well. If you're ever experiencing a negative thought that won't go away, like I write it in a journal or on my phone, like in notes. For example, you cannot do this dive. I would say stuff like that when I literally can. <laughs> it's just my mind blocking me from achieving that. And yeah, I would go in there. You've done all of this to be able to do it. Your mental is just in the way. Like just three positive things that can help me actually achieve it instead of these negatives that are limiting you from achieving it. So definitely write down those negatives and cover it up with some positives because the mind is crazy. And if you let those negatives run you over, then you're never going to climb up that ladder. When I finally decided to change my perspective and get help, it was beautiful, the amount of people that were there for me. And I wouldn't even say mental coaches were the first people I talked to. It was like opening up to my mom, opening up to my sister, and they were just insanely supportive. It was always like, oh my God, I wasn't there for you for a year. How can I be there for you now? And just so much support. And now it's not even like I call my therapist. It's more like I can call my mom and gossip about the struggles I'm having and she helps me through them. So being open to the people you love about the struggles you're having is probably one of the biggest strengths that I have surround yourself with the right people and the people that are going to be there for you at your lowest because those are the people you want at your highest. So 
for me now, I can speak to my therapist. I can speak to my family, my friends, my boyfriend, Aiden, who does the same sport that I do. You know, I'm like, Aiden, I'm not going into practice today. (laughs) I'm freaking out. And he's like, that's fine. You do what you have to do because if this is how you're feeling right now, imagine being this anxious on a 20 meter platform. It's going to ultimately limit what you can do in a day. Aiden is so comfortable in who he is and his goals that I'm inspired every single day. And that helps me so much try to be more like him and in that mental side of things. Working to recognize thoughts has been the craziest change in every part of my life because I'll be scrolling Instagram one day and I'll be, oh my gosh, I wish I was as pretty as her. And I'm like, okay, recognize, delete. You also have all these other qualities. And so just being able to see what's positive, negative, and recognizing truth behind each thought because thoughts pop up all the time and you're going to have to face them. And if we don't battle them with truths, then you're going to be stuck in that negative phase. And so being able to bring that into every aspect of life has been a game changer. And now I'm brushing my teeth and all these thoughts pop into my head. And I'm like, no, just brush your teeth. You know, people say if you can live mindfully, you can live beautifully. And so it's just been eye-opening how much more to life there is now that I can live in the moment. And I'm not consumed by the future and the past haunting me. There's so much the world has to offer. It's like if you're freaking out about all the things you have to do, you won't live and enjoy the now. So yeah, recognize these thoughts, be able to bring that into every aspect of your life. And it's just going to help you live positively. So I started TikTok during the pandemic, as many people did. I loved what the platform brought to creativity and everyone could be themselves on there. I was for so long trying to be like this Instagram model and I was following people that I could never compare myself to. And I was like, this is the one platform I can just go up there, share my authentic journey and like got a million followers in a week. It was the craziest thing. And I started reading the comments and it was like, this girl is so brave. I want to be brave like her. And I just saw bravery everywhere. And I was like, you know what? If a million people follow me, how can I give back to them? And I was like, I'm going to create my own hashtag called the hashtag brave gang that everyone can use to share their own brave story because we all have one. Not everyone's jumping off a cliff in St. Raphael, France, but (laughs) you know, everyone has their own brave journey. And It was crazy how many people, especially Gen Z, were using this hashtag to share their story. Like, Molly, I learned my first cartwheel, hashtag brave gang. And like coming out to your parents and going to school on an anxious day. Just such a range of things that people were coming together and using this hashtag for that I was so inspired every single day that I was like, I I just want to keep going and sharing my journey so that people never feel alone and that they can share their journey. Like it wasn't just for the positives, it was for the dark times too. Like brave gang, I'm here, help me out as I go through this anxious time. And my community is just in there commenting on other people to help them through that time. And it was just so magical to see this community form by a simple hashtag that now I rely on them to inspire me. And they rely on me to keep posting my organic content and being real. Like if I'm fake and I'm like, oh, this is a perfect day when it's really not, they're going to read right through that because I've been authentic for so long. And I love that. I love that I have a community that'll call me out when I'm not being myself. It humbles me and it reminds me who I should be. And it's amazing. This community not only inspires me on a daily basis, but 
every time I'm up there and I'm nervous, I literally just say to myself, brave gang, or my boyfriend will be behind me. He's like, brave gang is watching. Like you better do this dog. <laughs> and so it just the little things that gets you out of that dark headspace and brings you back into this happy time where you're literally like, okay, I'm going to do this dive, not just for me, but for everyone. That's a part of my journey. And it's helped me learn some of the world's hardest dives. Like I'm the girl at the finale last year competing the world's hardest female dive of the event. And it's just like, how did I get to this point from a small girl from Thunder Bay, Ontario, now representing Canada and doing the world's hardest dives. And it's all thanks to this community, really. I think a lot of people see me as, of course, this cliff diver, but it's so cool to have more than just cliff diving and being known for more than just your sport. A lot of people come to my channels for comfort or they put it on when they're just getting through a meal. I used to struggle with that and I would try to distract myself so I can eat a full meal one night. And for me to be that person now for other people, like this mental health advocate is something I'm so proud of because I never want another teenage girl to go through that alone. When I was at my darkest and I would push through every single practice, just miserable, there's no room for passion, you know? And when your mind's consumed with negativity and just at every reflection at the pool, you're looking at yourself and just like trying to see so then you can hate on yourself. It was just so dark and there was just no room to enjoy it. And now I miss when I, I miss out on a practice because I'm like, oh, I want to be there so bad. But I know right now I should be there for myself first. And there's so many old school coaches that will be like, no, it's all about the physical. But now 90% of it, I would say is mental. Like if you're not showing up to practice wanting to be there, or if you're not taking those days off for you, like you're not going to be able to ever enjoy a practice again. And that's what makes you the best athlete you can be is showing up and loving what you do every single day. I struggle with anxiety every single day of my life. And I'm at the point where now I, I know that about myself. I have generalized anxiety disorder. It's just part of me. And so when you start to think of the unknowns or the luck factor, that's when you start to think of the what ifs. And I've been working with my counselors that these are toxic. Like as soon as you attach onto, well, what if there's a wave? What if? Yeah, but there wasn't. You need to live in the now and recognize that, okay, do the dive the best that you can do if there happens to be a wave or a gust of wind, try your best. Not freaking out that those could be a possibility beforehand helps you perform at your best. And I think in everyday life, what if you get hit by a car on the way to work? If that limits you from going to work every day, then you'll never get the job done. And I think trying to eliminate those and living in the moment is really what helps me. I think it comes down to can you bring these tactics into everyday life. Absolutely. And what I've learned from cliff diving and what I've learned from my dark time in binge eating disorder and body dysmorphia has been really just to find the positives and to bring those into your present and get rid of the what ifs. A lot of people see success as, okay, if you're not winning, you're losing, right? For me, success is being proud of every step of the journey. And if you're not proud in those dark times, then you're not achieving success because you need to embrace all of it. Of course, when I'm standing on top of that podium, that is like the pinnacle of success. I'm like, this is a moment I'll never forget. But then when I'm coming dead last at an event that I had so much pressure for, I'm like, you know what? 
you need to see this as success too, because how you deal with it now is going to shape who you're going to be. And I think if people can't realize that success starts from the bottom, then they're never going to get to their ultimate success. So really success to me is embracing every step of the journey and realizing that it's all brave, it's all beautiful, and it's all important. I think as an athlete, you have to think long-term in a way of balancing your year. And I want to learn this dive way in the future. But if you freak out about the dive way in the future, you're not going to be able to focus on the little dives that will get you there eventually. And same goes for work and everything in life. The future happens because of the now that you do. So if you're way too focused on that and you're not living in the now, then you're not taking any steps towards that future goal. I feel like this is my year. There's something in me that I'm like, I absolutely love who I am and I love my sport and I love the people around me. And I've just created such a healthy environment for myself to thrive that I feel that I can thrive. I've never had this much confidence, but I'm at the point where I'm like, I could win the season this year. Who knows? And I'm working so hard on every day, just accepting the highs and the lows and being in the present that you can clearly see and appreciate all of the steps of the journey that are going to help you get there. And I'm living every single one. I'm living through the hard days. I'm living through the exciting days. And I get to appreciate every single person that I meet. And I think the insight and everything you learn from every new person brings you to who you are today. And this is my year. I'm feeling good about it. That was the wonderful Molly Carlson reminding us how important it is to work with instead of against or inner voices. It's definitely something I'm going to be trying to do a bit more of. And if you want to keep up with Molly's brave dives, you can tune in to Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series on the 19th of November to watch the action live on Red Bull TV. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. So see you next time. À la prochaine. Salut. Bonne journée. Merci. Merci.